Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, all. Welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, head on over to reallifepharmacology.com. Get your free 31-page PDF. Simply an email will get you access to that. It's on the top 200 drugs. Great study guide if you're going through pharmacology classes, looking for a refresher, or potentially taking board exams in the future as well. So again, reallifepharmacology.com, uh, simply an email will get you access to that free resource. All right, the drug of the day today is minocycline. Brand name of this medication is minocin. Uh, mechanistically, and from a category standpoint, I guess this drug is an antibiotic, and it is a tetracycline derivative, as you could anticipate with the ending of the name. Uh, mechanistically, how do tetracyclines work? Uh, they, from a broad perspective, they block bacterial protein synthesis. Uh, they do this by binding to the 30S uh, and potentially to some extent the 50S ribosomal subunits to prevent that bacterial protein synthesis. Definitely a question I've seen uh, come up on board exams and um, uh, pharmacology exams throughout my career for sure. So knowing that it's a tetracycline derivative, going to be in the same category as doxycycline, tetracycline, uh, usual dosing is uh, similar to doxycycline, uh, in that is twice daily, uh, 50 to 100 milligrams twice daily in most situations. Now, uses. Uh, the tetracyclines in general are a pretty broad spectrum antibiotic, and we do have uh, IV and oral drug formulations. So, skin and soft tissue infections, uh, and it even has coverage for uh, community-acquired MRSA, uh, acne. This is probably where I see it used most often on a chronic basis, uh, kind of preventing uh, and reducing the severity of acne. Again, that's usually not a first-line agent by any means to use a systemic antibiotic uh, first-line for, for acne, but uh, I definitely have seen uh, dermatologists use it periodically uh, in patients with uh, severe cases who haven't responded uh, to other topical therapy. Uh, other activity uh, against certain bugs, and um, from a historical standpoint, we've got uh, a lot of good activity against kind of uh, notorious uh, bacteria, uh, cholera, leprosy, plague, anthrax, uh, unique uh, bugs such as rickettsia, uh, chlamydia, syphilis. So this drug definitely has some good coverage, uh, but you see most often in clinical practice, uh, it's brother or cousin used uh, in doxycycline for treating some of these infections there. 
All right, administration uh, from an oral perspective, I think is important uh, to note. Definitely recommended to take this with uh, at least a significant amount of water. You know, I would say four to eight ounces is is reasonable. Uh, It can, if uh, patients don't have adequate fluid intake, it can potentially stick a little bit to the esophagus and in rare cases has caused ulceration, um, but certainly can cause irritation. So again, that's that's definitely a patient education point. Something I like to uh, mention to, to patients is to take it with uh, at least a significant amount of water, maybe four to eight ounces at least. Uh, it can be given with or without food, depending upon uh, you know tolerability, GI upset, that type of thing. All right, adverse drug reactions. So the one that I have definitely seen come up on pharmacology exams throughout my career are using this medication in younger kids. Uh, We've got the potential to cause discoloration of the teeth. And that's historically uh, been associated with all drugs within this class. Now, the best evidence and risk for that discoloration of the teeth as well as alteration of uh, bone growth suppression in really young kids, Um, most of that data is associated uh, with tetracycline in general, Um, but it kind of gets uh, relayed to all the agents because oftentimes we do have uh, alternatives that we can use in pediatric patients. So... um, Definitely a, a, a test question I've seen and, and something to pay attention to there. So discoloration uh, of the teeth, kind of this browning or yellowing uh, of the teeth can happen if we use it in, in younger developing patients. Uh, GI irritation, I kind of alluded to that, uh, esophageal irritation uh, with this medication. Uh, other maybe less common things, so skin reactions, itching, dizziness, Uh, One important thing to note, depending upon time of year and where you live, is photosensitivity. So if you know patients are really active, they're outside a lot, they're getting a lot of sun, or you live in an area where there's uh, tons of sun and and the patients are outside frequently, uh, photosensitivity and and easily uh, getting sunburn is an issue with uh, minocycline for sure and the tetracyclines in general. And then hyperpigmentation of the skin, that can happen as well. Uh, Kind of a a little, probably less common thing than the photosensitivity, but something uh, to pay attention to there. And then rare reactions uh, that have shown up in the literature. Uh, There is potential for uh, lupus-like reaction. Uh, So if you remember hydralazine, I covered that medication. Um, That's definitely one of the ones that, that pops up as probably the most common cause of a lupus-like reaction, uh, but minocycline has been implicated uh, in that as well. And then rarely hepatotoxicity um, has been uh, reported as well in the literature. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're a pharmacist seeking board certification in ambulatory care, pharmacotherapy, geriatrics, MTM, or if you're a pharmacy student seeking certification in, for the NAPLEX, go check out meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. We've got a great list of resources, helped literally thousands of customers over the years, uh, and we continue to add and try to improve that each year 
uh, with frequent updates. So uh, go check that out. Support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. If you're a nurse, med student, PA student, I got lots of other resources as well. Uh, nursing guide, Meded 101 guide to nursing pharmacology is available on Amazon. Uh, great resource for a lot of folks, very highly rated at this point. Uh, so we've certainly helped a, t- a ton of people with that. Uh, if you're looking for case studies, clinical pearls, uh, drug interactions, we've got plenty of books on those things as well. Perils of Polypharmacy is a recent popular book I put together uh, that demonstrates a lot of the issues with geriatrics and the challenge of trying to uh, reduce medications and the challenges of adding medications and where where we might might cause more uh, harm than good in many cases. So lots of case studies, clinical pearls uh, within that book on Amazon as well. All these links can be found meded101.com slash store. All right, wrapping up with drug interactions. Whenever I see a tetracycline antibiotic used, like minocycline, I always pay attention to binding interactions, and I often find issues. Okay, This is probably the one most important thing you can do if you're uh, administering or educating patients about these medications. Pay attention to binding interactions. Okay, So which drugs bind to minocycline? calcium. So there's tons of different calcium products. Many people take it for GI upset in a product like Tums. Uh, an overwhelming number of patients uh, over the age of 60, 65 often supplement with calcium and vitamin D. And it may just be in a multivitamin as well. So you've got to pay attention to that. You've got to ask questions. Because uh, if we give, let's say, calcium with minocycline, it's going to bind up minocycline and it's not going to allow adequate absorption. So you're potentially going to lead to a situation of treatment failure if you're not getting adequate absorption. And it's not just calcium. There's a lot of like metal cations that can cause this issue. Zinc, uh, magnesium, iron, and all these supplements can be not necessarily labeled as just zinc or just magnesium. Uh, They may be in combination in a multivitamin or other specialty products, and you've really got to go through the list and you've got to pay attention. Uh, And most often, I'm I'm finding I'm just recommending patients just hold that supplement as long as it's not ultra critical uh, to what's going on. You can certainly just hold that supplement. So calcium supplement for osteoporosis, for example, if they've got, you know, five, seven, ten day course of minocycline, probably not a huge issue if they go without their calcium uh, for a short period of time like that. If they feel like they absolutely need to take it, that type of thing, um, two hour give minocycline two hours before or four to six hours after uh, that supplement. That's going to cause that binding issue. I would also add uh, sucrophate or caraphate uh, to that interaction binding list as well. Not used terribly often, but occasionally for people with GI issues, you might see uh, that medication used. And then Pepto-Bismol, uh, bismuth, uh, can also bind up minocycline. 
All right, a couple other interactions uh, that I think are are somewhat relevant. So lithium, obviously, a you know higher higher risk, high reward medication in the management of bipolar disorder. Lithium concentrations can be potentially increased with the use of minocycline. So that's something to at least clinically monitor, uh, asking the patients about you know increased risk for lithium toxicity, that type of thing. And obviously, I've I've gone through lithium in the past, so. Uh, definitely pull up that uh, podcast if you aren't sure on on lithium toxicity signs and symptoms. Uh, And then uh, warfarin is another medication as well. I usually, just to be safe, uh, generally tend to associate any antibiotic with uh, interacting uh, with warfarin and uh, potentially increasing um, INR and increasing bleed risk. Now, there are exceptions to that, of course, uh, rifampin does the opposite where it's an enzyme inducer and potentially reduces the effectiveness of warfarin, but um, many, many antibiotics have the potential uh, to interact with warfarin and uh, raise INR. So what do we often do in practice? Uh, we simply monitor the INR, check it, monitor for signs of uh, bruising, bleeding, that type of thing uh, when we're working with patients on that. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you have a spare moment, three seconds, five seconds, leave a quick rating or review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening listening on there. Uh, That's greatly appreciated. It helps us grow the podcast. Uh, If you've got a little bit more time, 30 seconds to a minute, share the podcast. Email a friend, colleague, somebody who's preparing for a board exam or going through pharmacology classes or just needs some clinical updates and refreshers on uh, medication safety and medication management. So uh, please continue to help this podcast uh, grow, and that's one way you can support it without uh, supporting the sponsor, meded101.com, through financial uh, contributions there. Uh, You can track me down, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP on LinkedIn. Otherwise, you can uh, email me directly, mededucation101 at gmail.com. And that is the best way uh, to get a hold of me. I do my best to respond to to every email I get uh, for sure there. So uh, again, mededucation101 at gmail.com. With that, I'm going to sign off for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.